I don't quite have them as a top four team, but if they continue to show the pace, you know, forget winning or not winning, just the pace, the pace to run consistently in the top five. If that shows up, I might have to change my mind. Hey, race fans, welcome into another episode of Backseat Drivers. Following the NASCAR Cup Series race at Richmond Raceway this weekend, I'm Alex Weaver here on the table, joined by NBC Sports and our crew chief here at the table, Steve Letarte, and our resident analyst, Mamba Smith. We're going to break down everything that we saw at Richmond Two weeks left now in this regular season, and it's it's just starting to heat up, really. Kevin Harvick gets his 60th career win in the NASCAR Cup Series, and what better way to tell him that they don't know you than to win back-to-back. -back. Here's what Happy had to say after winning at Richmond. I mean, the cards have been running good week in and week out, and you see that we have a lot better understanding of, of what's going on with how we didn't adjust it on the car after the first run, and, and we're able to, um, you know, get our car handling a lot better. And I think as it got dark, um, the racetrack really came to our mobile one Ford Mustang. So just got to thank uh, Mobile, Bushlight, uh, Gear Wrench, Hunt Brothers, Ream Ford, Xfinity, Morton Buildings, Easy Go, everybody who helps at Stuart Haas Racing on this uh, four car. All right, so as we get into these debates, remember that you can uh, text Steve or Mamba to 31032. Disagree, agreed, want to talk to them, tell them they're the worst, tell them they're the best, whatever you want to say. Tell I don't Steve. get many bests. I got a lot of worse and a lot of disagrees. I, I kind of like it that way. I got, I got a lot of people inviting me to dinner now. Really? Yeah. Because, Free meal? Well, I went, I went over to Delana and Kevin's a couple weeks ago, and now they haven't lost since. So, like, text me if you want to win. We'll see. It was only that easy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, well, a dinner with Mamba may get you into the championship four if he keeps having dinner over there. So, is Kevin Harvick in your championship four? Did we awake... Uh, the beast in the garage, um, I don't have him there yet. Mm. I'll say yet. Um, listen, it's, it's impressive. What Kevin Harvick has done the last two weeks is, is really, really impressive. Going over 65 takes an emotional toll on a driver, a team, a crew chief. This is a, a team that's been together really since 2014 when Rodney and Kevin Harvick showed up, and they have been on fire since. We knew there would be a dip. There always is in every relationship. But to come out the other side uh, always kind of impresses me. That's a long grind. But I don't quite have them as a top four team, um, really just because of the run of the playoffs, right? I don't have Martinsville as their best track. We have Texas, some other opportunities there. But if they continue to show the pace, mm -hmm. you know, forget winning or not winning, just the pace, the pace to run consistently in the top five. If that shows up, I might have to change my mind. But right now, I have them like round of eight, probably they're going to get. All right. Mamba, he is uh, two wins in. He's officially locked into the playoffs. So we know he'll be in the field of 16, obviously. But uh, how far does Kevin Harvick go? Uh, I got to go with Steve. I don't, I don't, I can't, I have a hard time before we get into the playoffs naming like my top four complete because we just know the ebbs and flows of the playoffs that someone that you didn't think was going to be there is going to be in the final four. Now that could very well be Kevin Harvick. But they, that team seems to have their, they got their swagger back, like the whole building. That place runs off of, off of success. Like it very much does. All four teams, if one car is winning, everyone feels like they're winning. That's just the, how Stuart Haas Racing is connected as an entire group, all 400 people. And so them winning now with the four, they won earlier the 14 and they felt really good. And then they went through that long stretch of just not really running all that great. And now that their guy, the leader, of their team, Kevin Harvick, is getting back in victory lane. Um, it's only better for that whole organization. And this is kind of like Tom Brady, Bill Belichick. You're not, you can't pick, you're not gonna pick against them. Yeah. Right? Rodney Childers, Kevin Harvick, dynamic duo, walking Hall of Famers, 
Like, you, you don't choose, you don't pick against them on purpose. Steve, you know when it comes to just the team and the organization as a whole, when you're winning, it, it builds momentum and it, it has you kind of think, okay, there's a chance. We can, we can make a run here. So the momentum going into the playoffs now for the four team, is that going to help? After Michigan, we had some time to talk to Kevin Harvick a week ago before Richmond, and he was very bullish on, hey, I know you guys can't see it where we're running, but we've turned the corner. Our Fords are better than they have been. He goes, the only thing that happened at Michigan is we got very fortunate that kind of track position went our way, and then they did what they had to do, and they won the race. Then at Richmond, and the reason why I'm impressed with this win, you know, there were a lot of blue ovals in the top 10. SHR in general, the 14 car had a good car until mm -hmm. he had to pit for the miscellaneous fire, right? The 10 was crazy fast, drove from 30th inside the top 10. So I think the organization had pace. Um, so... It's not surprising that when the organization is good, Kevin's the best. Right. The question is, can the organization be good enough for 10 weeks? Well, he uh, sealed the deal. Two wins. He is officially in the playoffs. Kevin Harvick in the four car. We will see you at Darlington as we kick off the playoffs in two weeks. All right. Well, another driver who is still looking to uh, secure that spot. He has no wins on the 2022 season. However, he finished third at Richmond. He was runner-up at Sonoma. He was sixth at Road America. The reason I'm saying road courses for the last two is because guess where we're going next week? Watkins Glen. And uh, the 17 of Chris Buescher has had his second top five finish, which is tying the most ever he's had in a season. And he just wants to make it in the playoffs. Is Chris Buescher finding his way into the playoffs. He is uh, 286 points below the elimination line, so we got to win. Uh, Chris Buescher into the playoffs? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with yeah. I'm gonna go with yeah. I'm so you gonna, have him winning one of the next two weeks. Yeah. Which huh. one exactly? I'm not. I'm not really sure because when we went to Daytona the first time, uh, RFK had a lot of pace. They obviously won both the dual races, and then his road course racing has been on point the last couple of weeks. And I was just talking about swagger with Kevin Harvick and Stuart Haas. Chris Busch has a little bit pep in his step. That his post-race interview I thought was great. And you could see the confidence that he has in what they're doing and what he's doing as a driver. Um, and I love that they stuck with Chris Buescher. I love that when they, when they made this transfer to Keselowski being over there too, they weren't like, oh, let's just reshuffle the whole deck. No, they kept this guy who's an Xfinity champion, knows how to win races, and he's showing that the, the right time, the right people around him, he can be competitive week in and week out. Yeah. So unfortunately, I'm going to flip it. I'm going to say no, but I'm going to double down with not only does Chris Buescher not going to make the playoffs, but he doesn't need to. The rebuilding of Roush, which is now RFK, is not a one-year rebuilding. It's not a two-year rebuilding. This is going to be a long, continual grind for Roush to return to the 2005 prominence that put all those cars into the playoffs. And Chris Buescher has been committed to by, uh, you know, by his owner and teammate Brad Keselowski in the media. When Kyle Busch's name comes up, nope, Chris is our guy. Mm -hmm. He is proving that he outruns his teammate most yeah. weeks. He's up front most weeks. He is going to win races in this car. I just don't think it's going to be in the next two. We've seen it with Bubba. We've seen it with other guys. He did win a race at Pocono in the weather. But I believe to win and win consistently, you have to be there. You yeah. can have all the tools in the world, all the simulation in the world. You need to roll off turn four, come into the restart zone with a champ to your left, a champ behind you, a 60-race winner two rows back, and you have to figure out what moves, what chess match in the next 10 seconds you're going to make to be the leader. You don't normally get that right the first time. That, I think, is going to be the issue for Chris Buescher. But I think his stock which was perhaps on the buy or on the sell side, mm -hmm. is now a buy. Everybody yeah. believes in Chris Buescher, and good for him. He doesn't need to win, but he's, no, he's not going to. It's a great storyline. 
it's a stretch. Does Chris Buescher believe in Chris Buescher? Here's what he had to say following his third place finish at Richmond on Sunday. At the beginning of the year, we didn't fire off as, as good as we thought. We didn't we didn't have the uh, the improvement, and um, it took us a, a few months, but we've had three or maybe four months now of really solid runs. Um, really good speed ever since Dover, really, that uh, we, we've been really close. We've had, uh, had some bad luck. Um, had some mistakes that, that I got to clean up. Um, you know, we, we've made progress through all of it. The results don't always show it. Uh, we were running really well at the 600, and we ended up upside down. Uh, <laughs> there's no doubt in my mind we could have competed for a win at the Indy Road Course, and we were on fire. Uh, we're making highlight reels for all the wrong reasons. So uh, we're, we're, we've been fast in those processes, though. We just have to put it all together to, to show those results like we did here today. Well, Kevin Harvick talks about uh, enjoy the up with Steve Letard over here, but uh, Chris Buescher, we're making highlight reels for all the wrong reasons. So, Steve, you don't think that it matters that just keep building on what you got. He said it. We talk about the format. We focus on the playoffs because the fans focus on the playoffs, and they should, right? Sports are about the postseason, the postseason where every team wants to be when the season kicks off in February. But you have to ask yourself, when RFK rolled two cars off the truck at Daytona, did they really believe in their hearts they were going to send two or one to the postseason? I don't believe so. I think the mantra in that team is, guys, Brad is here. We have a new feeling, a new look. I'm telling you, their equipment's cleaner, their shop's cleaner, their energy's different. This is a team, it's, it's try, we're trying to turn the Titanic. This mm -hmm. isn't a canoe. Right. And it's going to take a long time, and I think they have successfully started to change course. A playoff isn't necessary. If they win, great. That's great. It's unnecessary, and you almost heard it from Chris. Hey, I know the format doesn't make third feel good, but I'm going to feel good about it, right. even though you guys may not. Yeah. I'm with Chris on this. He's on the up, too. Mm -hmm. Look, now it's be happy with Harvick and Chris. He got a tweet from LeBron, so. That, I mean, yeah, that, that's, pretty, that's pretty up. I mean, <laughs> not many people get that. But I, I think that, that he is on the up. I'm with you. <clears throat> I think he should enjoy it, and you should enjoy top fives. You should enjoy top tens because this is – the hardest form of stock car racing in the world right here and some of the best drivers in the world. But I also think that they are going forward thinking that they have a shot and I feel like they have a really good shot. If I was them, with what we have, we have Watkins Glen and Daytona. Daytona, they roll off the truck, to your point, and they almost, they, they almost swept the entire weekend. They were so fast. I think they're putting. I think they're going for it, and I, I, I can't wait to see how the next two weeks transpire for the 17. Um, all right. Well, the concern level over there at Joe Gibbs Racing may not be high for if you're internal in the organization because you have three cars locked in the playoffs. So if you look at it from the outside looking in, what are we concerned about? I'm not going to read off the uh, finishing positions of Kyle Busch, and uh, Christopher Bell is looking like the fastest car over there at Joe Gibbs Racing. So, Stevie, what's your level of concern over there at Joe Gibbs heading into the playoffs? So, I don't have concern, and this is why. The toughest thing to find in all of NASCAR is speed, and when I look at Joe Gibbs Racing and the Toyotas, they have it. They flew at Michigan, not great execution. They were good enough to win at Richmond. Poor, poor execution on pit road. I think Denny Hamlin has a real shot. He was in front of Christopher Bell before the final pit stop. They have an issue on pit road, which is it. You know the concern at Joe Gibbs Racing? It's the pit crew. Now, the crew chief in me, the competition guy in me, going to be super unpopular, but right now they're not good on pit road because they're trying to have six equal pit crews. Two at 2311 and four at Joe Gibbs Racing. Well, here in a couple weeks, six cars aren't making the playoffs. So, I love Bubba Wallace. If he's unfortunately not possible to make the playoffs or doesn't win his way in, 
Just got a contract extension. I'm going to go to him and say, Bubba, we believe in you. You're our guy. You know we're our guy. But we are going to rearrange all the pit crews to stack the deck on our playoff cars. That is a good corporate decision, regardless of how popular or unpopular it may be. And for that reason, Mamba, I don't have concern because right now I think the 11 can win if he can just get on and off pit road. I think the 20, they used to have the pit crew issues. They've kind of resolved them. He's cycling to the front. And Kyle Busch, I think what, whatever the news is, the 18, another car in the garage. If I am coach, I'm just trying to get that resolved to any position mm -hmm. by the first race of play, even if he's leaving. Because yep. as, <clears throat> as cold as it sounds, even if we're leaving, right? It's like, hey, it didn't work out. We appreciate everything. Yeah. We got 10 more races together. Let's make them special. And I think that will be a weight lifted off Kyle Busch, whatever the decision is, and then he'll go back to being Kyle Busch. So. To Steve's point, they're fast. The cars are fast, so like your concern level isn't about like trying to go from 25th to the top 10. They're, they're already there. That's not the problem. But you said it a couple times. Execution, I think you just used that word three times. That's my concern. Like, so before it was a speed thing earlier in the year. Now it's like, okay, now we're fast, but how do we put the whole race together? The 18 can barely keep the car running in the straight line because he's always turned around, it seems like. The 11 can't get out uh, down pit road or out of the pit box without something happening, it feels like. The 20, he's just, they're just staying steady, right? They're steadily moving through. Then the 19 is where they're at. They're on the outside looking in. Uh, you got the 45, but we don't know what, what's going on with Kurt. And you got Bubba who's trying to get in as well. So I'm not concerned about their speed, but my concern level is moderate as far as can we put a whole race together throughout the whole playoffs? Because you got to be good to your point for 10. You definitely got to be good for nine because you got to at least give your show a shot at Phoenix. All right. Well, it's freezing cold in the studio. Everybody behind the cameras also said that they're shivering and it's appropriate this week because the Iceman oh, is at wow. Watkins Glen. It really is cold in the studio. But uh, Kimmy Raikkonen is going to hop in the car for technically track house racing. It's this uh, new project that Justin Marks and that organization have started over there for track house to bring in some outside talent to possibly run a third car in certain races. And the first one, it was announced months ago that uh, Kimi Raikkonen from the F1 champion, the world champ, is going to hop in the car for Watkins Glen. So, Mamba, will he finish in the top 10? Uh, top 15, I think that he's a talent, right? I think that if Ty Gibbs can run where he's ran in, in these his few cup starts beyond road courses, I think there's no reason why Kimi Raikkonen can't. When Kimi ran the truck race, I was shocked at how well he did in that mm -hmm. because that's a completely different animal than what he's ever raced before. This is more at least technically speaking, the moves you make are more similar. I feel like he'll come in and he'll, uh, he'll compete. It'll be cool to watch. If you kept up on social media, Kimmy did hop inside of the car at VIR and did a driver acclimation test. Yeah, let's on that. yeah so, so listen, um, if you're Kimmy Raikkonen, Mike Rockefeller had the same opportunity. These are global stars who have found championships in worldwide series. You're not gonna come run in NASCAR and only get 15 minutes of practice. You're not gonna take your name, your likeness, your imaging, your fan base, and come be so far out of water that you don't think you have a chance. So NASCAR created this opportunity using, you know, talking to all the owners where Kimmy went to go run a car prepared by Action Express, an IMSA team, had nothing to do with track house racing. It wasn't even a Chevrolet, to be quite honest. This is a team, this is a, you know, a car that NASCAR owns. It's just a handful of laps to break and shift you don't change springs, you don't try to go fast. You know, you want Kimmy to go, feel what the car feels like in real life for a handful of laps, so then all this prep on the simulator is more accurate. Mm -hmm. Just because it's not an advantage, because I'm gonna double down and say, 
there's no way Kimi Raikkonen ends up in the top 10. And that's not because Kimi's not good enough. Right. It's because everyone else is so good. Yeah. I think we underestimate, and I'm going to use the same Ty Gibbs example. So Ty Gibbs was fine at Pocono. But until the chaos in Indianapolis, our 19-year-old superstar on Saturday that single-handedly runs in the top two or three of every road course race was tongue hanging out, <laughs> running 25th in the cup race, thinking, these guys are good. good. Yeah. And now, listen, if Kimmy had the Joey Hand approach where he had five road courses to get it figured out, do I think Kimmy and Trackhouse Equipment could cycle up into the top five, top ten, you know, be a contender? I absolutely do. It's Kimmy, he's a world champ, yeah. right? right? It's just, man, it's a lot. Right. A stock car and everything else in the world yeah. is very, very, very different. I think it is closer than it's ever been with sequential shifting, the bigger brakes. Um, the other thing is, is I actually think Watkins Glen hurts him mm. because I think it's the least technical road course we yeah. have. It's very fast. It's very sweeping. And I think it brings more players in the NASCAR world. They're yeah. better road course drivers there than they are at, say, Road America or yeah. some of the yeah. other sure. places. But we all watched Indianapolis, right? The five wide into turn one. When they drop the green with four to go at Watkins Glen and they're five wide over the curb, Kimmy's going to be like, I've never, this is, the, I've never, what is this? Like, where are you? You're not on the, that's not the racetrack. I'm not, we're going to use that out there. Like, it's, it's, and we should, we should celebrate. It's very different. But hey, I'm thankful he's there. It's great. It's going to be awesome to cover. I'm excited to call him his action from the yeah. booth. Um, but he won't be in the top 10. And we should all celebrate that because that's how good of a field we have every single Sunday. If I'm Kimmy, I'm calling up my man AJ Almondanger. Hey, bud, you guys, uh, you have some experience in what I've driven. What do I need to think? Of? What do I need to right. get ready for? AJ's the winningest road course racer at NASCAR, so that's where I would call Kimmy. It's, well, and the advantage that Kimmy does have is when he goes to the sim, you know, Suarez won Sonoma, Chastain won Coda. So when he says, hey, I'm feeling this, they can say, hey, don't worry about that. That's yep. the sim. Yeah. We haven't quite that figured out. I'm feeling this. Oh, yeah, you know, you need to worry about that because that's what it's going to feel like. You know, they're going to be able to do a lot of that. Yep. Um, so do I think he'll be fast? Yes. It's just the, the racing side. NASCAR doesn't quite race like most other series. It's, it's a smidge aggressive. Well, if you're a motorsports fan, it's going to be pretty cool to see a F1 world champion in a stock car on Sunday. And uh, all I have to say to that, Lewis Hamilton, your move. We're waiting. Well, and listen, that, I hope he has a good time. I don't care where he runs. What I want is I want Kimmy to get out of the car, be a little <laughs> frustrated he wasn't better than he thought he should have been, and say, that was a blast. I want to do it again. Yeah. If that happens on Sunday, wherever he finishes, check the box. Come on over. Everyone. Aren't, it's going to be great. Aren't they on their summer break right now or something? Mm -hmm. Like, we keep the schedule same. Lewis, come on over, bud. We're just saying. We're ready. Saying. We're waiting. Okay, backseat bets presented by BetMGM. These are all Watkins Glen head-to-heads. And uh, we were even reading these before we started filming. There's some pretty good matchups this week. So, first up, we are riding the momentum train with the four of Kevin Harvick. And then we're also going to the driver who is right now the last driver in the playoffs. Mamba, you want to kick this one off? Ryan Blaney versus Kevin it's Harvick. Like Mom and I both take Ryan Blaney. <laughs> I don't take Ryan Blaney. I know Mom's going to take Ryan Blaney. So I'm not even going to let Mamba speak. Look, it's going to be Ryan Blaney versus Kevin Harvick for the simple fact that Kevin Harvick will tell you that he's not the, the, the best at the road courses. They've won a couple races. He's going to have a fun time. Matter of fact, if I'm Roddy Childers, I probably call a strategy to try to win a stage and forget the end of the race and just try to get one more playoff point now that I know I'm locked in. So I'm taking... I'm going to take Ryan Blaney for the win because I think Kevin Harvick is going to not have the right strategy, and we know you're taking Ryan Blaney. So am I wrong? 
No, everything okay. he said was great. There you go. Three for three, YRB. <laughs> uh, next up, Tyler Reddick in the eight versus Chase Elliott in the nine. It's a road course, and uh, they both. Why are you looking at my? I, I don't I put notes down. She's trying to guys, steal my I'm picks. Yeah, mine circled. Here you got, Stevie. I'm uh, going Chase Elliott. Tyler Reddick got the best of him, um, and I think Tyler Reddick is going to run very good again. He, he, it's not a question of talent. I just think that the nine car, Watkins Glen, pretty straightforward, and Chase has gotten better. Um, he, you know, he's been right there in a couple of road courses. I got Chase Elliott looking to uh, have a big day at the Glen. Who you got? Chase Elliott, Tyler Reddick? Uh, I got Tyler Reddick. Oh, you're picking. We're back to picking him. You yeah, yeah. No, I, fi- he, okay. well, I stopped won. picking him. He got he two won. wins, and now I can pick him again. Okay. Now, did you go to dinner with him, too? No, but I did see him at Kilt to Buffalo before. So you kind of went. Ah, we had a couple of brewskis. Okay, that's yeah, fair. So I, I'm just something to it, guys. You like, hang out, you know? Mm-hmm. What? I haven't won a race yet. I've been hanging out with you a lot. So. Well, you haven't raced a race yet either. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I'm going with the nine and Chase Elliott. Uh, Chris Buescher versus Michael McDowell. We obviously talked about Chris earlier in the show. Michael McDowell has also put together some pretty strong runs. And uh, we always name his name when it comes to running mm. horses. Who you got? Uh, I got Buescher. I just think momentum is on his side. And he's feeling really good about it. They ran really well here as of late. And 34 has kind of fallen off a little bit. So I'm going that way. Um, I'm going to take Busher, but you're going to have to run inside like the top six or seven to outrun this duo, which is great. Yeah. I think both these guys are going to run good, but I agree. I think Busher's, I mean, he's, he's good. He's showing me everything he needs to show me. I think he's going to run really good. Not winning good enough, but definitely beating McDowell good enough. It's a full moon. We're all agreeing on everything. Uh, uh, Chris Busher again. Uh, and then the two rookies, Todd Gillen versus Harrison Burton. This is the hardest pick on the yeah, team. Yeah, I don't even know. It really is. Uh, there you go. I'm going to take Harrison Burton in survival. Damn it, I should have think, 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 took him. I think Harrison Burton, um, I think Todd's going to be faster, but I think in the end it's going to be survival, and I think Harrison Burton, uh, I think the same thing that's going to make him outrun Todd Gillen at Watkins Glen is what's costing him positions this year. He kind of tiptoes into it, gets up to speed. There is no tiptoeing in. 36 guys cannonball into lap one. Um, so it's going to help him at the craziness of the road course, yeah. but I think he needs to get a little bit more cannonball-esque at some of the ovals mm-hmm. if he wants to try to – Get off, you know, maybe outside. Right now he runs like 25th, 27th. I think he's better than that. Yeah. You just have to have, I'll call it a little Ross Chastain in you. You got to oh. kind of do a little pushing and shoving. And I think Harrison is still just a little too nice. Uh, I'm going HB too, uh, but mainly because the, uh, his resources, everything that he has around him is a little, it's quite a bit better than 38. So I think that will get him up to speed and he'll be up front. Or at I- least in front of the 38. Just for the sole purpose of not agreeing on literally every matchup this week, I'm going to go Todd Gillen. Why not? Now, I will say, if you want to get into a fight, I'm taking Todd Gillen because I wouldn't saw him in Indianapolis. That is a big young man. He's, yeah, he is. Uh, you don't know this. He, no, he is, he is a big boy, but I think Her- Not fat, TG. Yeah. No, that's big. Oh, no, I'm taking Todd. Long reach. Okay. Harrison's been in the gym, though. He's, he's going to be good. Jeff? We'll let you have him. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff Burton versus Steve Lathart in the booth. WWE matchup. Cage match. Winner take all. Where are we going Jeff for where are we going for dinner after? <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, please. <laughs> all right, Watkins Glen is this Sunday. It is the uh, the eve of the regular season finale. This is the next to last race in the regular season before we head to Daytona, which could ensue all craziness. But Watkins Glen is the super speedway of road courses. So it's going to be a challenge for the NASCAR Cup Series. Who's your winning pick? Victory Lane on Sunday. Christopher Bell. Oh. The variety at the road course continues. He's been close. 
He's won at the Daytona road course back years ago. He can road course race. The Toyotas have been awful. They have put full blown effort. They are sick of being slow at the road courses. I think it's a surprise winner in Christopher. Now it's a surprise pick, but I take Christopher Bell. Are you going to stick with that on Sunday when you make your picks on Count on the Green? Um, probably not. <laughs> Actually, I'm already going to tell you who I'm going to take on Sunday. I can tell you that I already have that pick too. How does that? How does that work? How is it on Monday you pick Christopher Bell on he Sunday you're not going to pick? It's Christopher Bell on Monday, and it's Chase Briscoe on Sunday. I'm going to tell you right now who I'm going to take on Sunday. That's actually, that's a pretty good. Can't wait to tweet him. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm going to go with um, AJ Allmendinger if I'm going to pick some of uh, my, my pick that doesn't affect the playoffs. Okay. My pick that does affect the playoffs. Oh, this is Jeff Burton answer. No, it's not. Cause, no, it's not. It's, it's out of the same camp, though. Just, I, I, I'm going on a limb with Justin Haley. Oh. Going out of a limb. It's not that far as a limb as you think it is. It isn't. It isn't. Matter of fact, there or Daytona. That, I'm, I'm just... I, I just had to take a look at the points where he was. I'm like, oh. That, that we don't talk about him enough, and I'm not going to belabor this, but Justin Haley's having one of the best. I know he's not a rookie because he has a lot of starts, <laughs> but his best full-time season, quietly doing everything he should do yeah. as a young driver. So. Either way, I think Colleague is winning this race. Oh. Really? You well, go to dinner with Chris Rice? No. But okay, I was just I'm, asking. But, but I'm going to have – some brewskis with AJ Armadinger this week. So, do you want to tee up my pick? Because you already know who it is. I'm locked Oh, yeah, in. listen, so, we already know. Can I get this solo over here, please? Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, boy. We are to our final road course race. And at the beginning of the year, the three of us sat here, and this one to my right bombarded me with how Austin Sindrick was going to get two wins. I didn't know where they were going to come from. He got a Daytona win, 500, amazing. I'm like, okay, where's the second one going to come? Oh, road course for sure. Well, we're out of road courses, so she doesn't have a choice. She has to pick him, unless you want to concede this W and just give me the win and say you were wrong from no, jump. I don't. Okay. For the record, you should have brought me in because I would have told you the Daytona 500 is worth two wins. But just saying. It's not worth a road does course win. No, it doesn't count. <laughs> Okay, so I'm picking, That's awesome. Does it count? I don't like this pick. This is not who I technically would probably pick this week, but I'm going to stick with Austin Cindric because now I can't say that I'm wrong. So wait a second. Just, so we all just picked with an asterisk? Yeah. You did too, so. We, I, <laughs> you know what that is? That is the 2022 NASCAR season in a nutshell yeah, right there. Because so I'm going to tell fun. you, if you had Harvick at Michigan, you're smarter than me. If you had Suarez at Sonoma, you're smarter than me. Like, like surprise. I, the asterisk. Pick who you want. Just pick who you want to win, Watson, Watkins win. It is the, uh, the uh, precursor to the Daytona uh, regular season finale race. But Watkins Glen, we're going to start the end of this regular season with a road course. Two races left. Sunday, 3 p.m. Eastern on USA. Steve will be in the booth. WWE for he and uh, Jeff Burton. Later no, 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 no. Radio style this week. Tune <laughs> oh, in. Yeah. We, got, we got the bag man up the S's. Dale Jr. in the bus stop. Jeff Burton in turn seven and eight. Me and Rick are going to hold down the booth. So going to sound a little different and every time the bag man jo- there is nothing better than the bag man calling the action as they climb the hill at Watkins Glen so excited to have him back on the broadcast we do love the bag man tune in 3 p.m on Sunday and we'll be here next week as always to break it all down before we head to Daytona thanks for tuning in backseat drivers we'll see you thanks for listening to this week's episode of backseat drivers Make sure to rate, review, and follow to stay up to date on each new episode dropping every Monday.